now having regained their senses coming out of this twilight realm they find themselves in the same clearing as before as if nothing had happened only a smoldering chunk of obsidian black stone smoking in the middle of said clearing after defeating the aspect of the Valor Aduinium, a strange sanguine corpse who only said the word Logos perhaps it was his name they'll never know but they were able to free this tortured soul from Aduinium's grasp and prevent one of their own from falling under her spell as well. Ifran is going to get up, dust himself off, and then he's going to... First, he looks like he's focusing for a bit, and he is using his... In game terms, he's using wholeness of body, and the bruise on his sternum that he got when the corpse collided with him disappears, and he is back at full HP. And then he's going to go and stab the black rock with Eben and see if that does anything. As you walk over to the rock and plunge the dagger into it, it just glances off it. And even as you push it and move it, it doesn't seem like it's movable. It seems to extend into the earth. You're quite unsure of what it is. Kelnius, who has followed you over, bends down and touches it and just shakes her head and looks up at you and says, it's, it's warm, but... I don't feel anything. It's strange. There were those sounds, the screeching, the groaning, just before, but now they're gone. And I can't feel any connection to the essence of this world through this rock. I couldn't tell you what it is. Perhaps it is not from this world. Can I investigate it? So Val also steps up. Yeah, do you want me to roll? If you're going to do anything magically, let's do Arcana. But if you're just going to look at it and inspect it and dig around it, its physical properties, let's do Investigation. Okay, I'll investigate it first. And then if I glean anything interesting, I'll Arcana it. I'm better at Investigation. That's surprising. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I don't have proficiency in Arcana, but I super don't. 24, Investigation. You find out about the same things that Kelnius just said it seems to extend underground further than what it sees it's warm to the touch but it's no longer smoking as when it first appeared along with all of you there's no longer this hum with it either whatever energy was there seems to have dissipated okay i'll arcana check it just to be safe <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get <laughs> i rolled an eight plus five so 13 you're honestly not able to glean anything from it. It seems to not possess any magical properties. Perhaps it once did, but it seems, as I've said, they've gone. Okay. And it extends, like, into the earth? We can't pick it up? It seems so, yes. Mm. I, I don't know what it is. At this point, Rolander, who is now standing, he offers a quick prayer of sorts of... Thanks. Uh, simply something that he would have done as his, you know, as he had done in the old world as a paladin. But this time it is offered to Sindor for simply the ability that he was able to do of releasing Efron from the tendrils that had stuck to him. And then kind of shaking himself out of that, he notices what the rest of the group is doing and seeing that there's not really anything too interesting about this particular stone addresses them. Well... 
whatever that was, and whatever it is we're doing here. And he looks around, like, there's no remnant of anything. Like, of the cows, the last boy that we'd seen. Nothing. He kind of looks at Brynir, and he's like, well, I don't have much of an explanation for you right now, but I think we should get back to town, and then we can talk. Is the seeming back on, or is that canceled when we went into vision state? No, it is gone. Okay. I didn't know if that was just because, you know, we woke up in a different place or what was going on. All right. You're all an interesting group. You all certainly owe me an explanation. I think that is fair. Well, it's pretty simple, I'd say. Hey, I came here, and, uh, well, they're not kin, so they're not perfect, but hey... Good fighters, fine companions, and uh, we're trying to find some Vermont character. Really, I fell in with them when they helped me escape from Vale's realm. Traitorously put there 800 years ago by wife's absolute horrific traitorous lieutenant. Oh, let me tell you, lad. But what are you doing here? Well, we should uh, ask you the same. We don't know much about you. We just, um, you know, that you had special skills. We offered you to come on a campaign. If I remember correctly, you are the ones that are helping me. Yes, here. Allow me to explain very simply. There is some sort of conspiracy afoot. The Valors are making some sort of a play to influence the fate of this world, probably for the worse. We do not know who leads them, but we do know that if we can remove some of the aspects of the Valors from the playing field, that will give us greater chances of foiling their schemes. We were told to come here by Quenberg, who is the aspect of Vale himself. We were told that here we would find an old friend. In any event, I believe that you are the one that we are supposed to meet. And what makes you say that? The mark on your neck. I recognize it. How so? Not many people know this. My friend, my name is Efranz Vladimir. I used to be a merchant. Long ago I traveled to the Demlik lands, and I met a young boy, this was some twenty years ago, who had the same mark upon his neck. It would appear that you are that boy, unless you have a twin brother, of course. I do remember you, Efron. My father was very fond of you. Last time I saw him, he actually had been wanting to see you again. He really enjoyed that alien rare that you left him with. <laughs> yes. That is the most exquisite alcohol. Unfortunately, I have no more on them. However, my question for you is, what are you doing here? Your people seem to hold you in some high esteem. From what I heard, you had some higher purpose to serve. Surely they did not mean coming and working for the kin in a commune. An unfortunate event happened. I am no longer welcome there. I decided to go out into the world and find the Godborn like I was tasked, but, unfortunately, the Godborn is dead. Ah, perhaps the old Godborn. But you see, There's you been... are in luck, my friend, for we happen to have a Godborn among us. Rolandir. And Rolandir steps in, whooshing it. No, he doesn't whoosh his cape. <laughs> Tis I, the Godborn. <laughs> Rolandir approaches at a front side. May I present Rolandir, the Godborn of Cinder? Godborn of Cinder? There's never been a Godborn of Cinder or any other ethereal. 
And there has never been a conspiracy which involved so many Valors teaming up to take down the forces of this world. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Yes, I do not know exactly what it was that you were chosen or called to do with the Godborn when you found him, but I can't help but feel that we were called here for more than one purpose, aside from Efron merely to meet up with an old acquaintance. How can I trust you? You've already lied to me once. You came here under the guise of kin, but that is obviously not the case. Well, it is true. That does not give you much grounds to trust us upon at first blush, but I do not know if you wish to stay here among these people in this town. We certainly do not. We have other things that we must be on towards, but we can discuss it as a group, but if it is truly, or was, perhaps at one point, your calling to meet or aid, I do not know, the Godborn, then I see no issue with you coming along, till we may gain your trust and you may gain ours. If you are the Godborn, then it is my duty to protect you from any harm. Oh, very well then. Yes, I am the Godborn. In fact, we're all Godborn. Even if it wasn't your wish, I would be coming with you to confirm these claims. Kalniace takes a bold step forward, her hands on her hips, sort of just gesturing to the group and says, Now this is all well and good, but... If he is coming along, and I don't really have a problem, I have just accepted the fact that we'll pick up any stray cat we find. We picked up you? (laughs) 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 My point being, though, if he is coming along, where is it that he's coming along to? We've gotten to the Kinlands. All we've found was this strange camp of humans. And now what? Seems we've already done one-tenth of our job, so how are we supposed to find these other aspects? Kalneas, I do not believe we are to get rid of all the Valors. No, 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 no. Think with me. Before we had our delightful trek from the realm of the Valors and I don't know what those places are called. Truly, truly dispiriting places, let's just say. We had met as a group exactly Zero. I guess you all met Quinberg, so maybe one. We we had known one. And the time it took for us to get here, we met another, that same one, again. And this new Logos. So I think it's really clear that they'll come to us. As long as we continue to journey, weren't we going to find some woman off somewhere? Something, some Lula, Leila, Lula, Lala? Her name is Luna. Ah, that's what I said. For once, Larotz, I am inclined to agree with you. I think that they will find us. Now you're talking sense. Now it's taken a while, Val, but I can see you do have a head on your shoulders, don't you? So, <laughs> we go after this Luna. Thank you. No, no, we'll be fine. We'll find another one soon enough. Be just as easy to take down as this one here. Oh, please. Well, then, what is our next step? If we are to find this Luna, and she gives a look at Val out of all of you, I can ask her where she is. Perhaps we could move to meet her. I don't see why not. What's keeping you? Uh, All right. (laughs) Uh, Val will sort of self-consciously cast sending. (laughs) I will say to Luna, Hello. I hope that you are well. Where are you? 
We are in a position to meet you. Ooh, barely 24 <laughs> words there. It takes a minute, but you receive one word in response, which you recognize as Kinlish, and it is Udeno. It literally translates to the mother city, but it's the capital of Elfkin society. Uh, well, uh, she is in the capital. The, the capital of what? Of the Kinlands. And who's in the capital? Luna. Oh, sorry, you do not know her. She is a, a blonde girl. None, none of us know her. Maybe uh, Rolandia could perhaps explain her importance better than I. Uh, I saw her in a vision one time. You get used to it. It's a bit uh, strange to travel with us. I, I would tend to agree, and perhaps my memory is just a bit spotty, but who is this again? And then Kelnias looks at Rolandia. <laughs> <laughs> And Rolandir lets out a medium sigh and says, <laughs> You don't just do it. <laughs> a medium sigh. In short, do you remember our dear friend, Magister Morden, who we met? Briefly, yes. And our good friend, Saren, who departed us recently? Yes, and thank goodness for that. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> now that he's gone. But Luna was a very important person in both of these people's lives. I believe her to be a very powerful wielder of intent. Whether she knows it or not, although I believe she does. Magister Morden hunted her. Saren, I believe Saren's sister, perhaps. Although one of you may correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe Saren's sister had a relationship with Luna that went poorly, or at least it ended with Saren's sister dying. Some tragedy there. I didn't listen to the man very much. But, either way... <laughs> terrible. Wait a second. When, when did this story happen? It was, it was a while ago. I, I thought, no, I didn't... I did Saren's sister die? Yeah, it was like on yeah. the outskirts of Threshold or something. But I just love how blasé <laughs> Roland here is. Like, yes, yeah, some uh, tragedy. I wasn't really paying attention. I never listened to the guy. And perhaps more importantly than either of those, it was at the behest of Sindor that we should find Luna, if we are truly to stop the plotting of these Valors and the being who rules them. At this point, Val, you feel a little tingling in the back of your mind, a little pinprick of a thought, as if someone is then messaging you. Hey! And you recognize Luna's voice, and she says, In Udeelo, find me, and I can take you to the others that require death. Speaking back to Luna, Val will say, Shall I message you when we arrive, or can you tell me where you are now? And she returns when you arrive. I will find you. Then speaking to the, the the party, it sounds as though she will find us when we arrive in the city. And she says that she can take us to... Well, she said the others who need death. And that is very uh, ominous, but uh, positive, I suppose. Very well. Then I have no objection. Then what, what of the city, though? You... What? I'm sorry, what What was your name again? She's looking at Brynir. My name is Brynir. Have you no loyalty to this town that we're going to abandon? 
No. <laughs> okay, then. Shall we? I... Don't worry. We can pay you in alcohol. No, no, no. Well, let's think of this. Everyone knows that the kin must contribute. Benir here going with us and taking care of these uh, aspects is a much greater contribution than he would have drunk on the floor at tavern that's put to make this boy sweat. That way he'll really understand the meaning of work. If we want this great Kinnish civilization to continue, we will need the help of even some of you barbarians. Stand up straight, lad, and let me see your fighting face. And, and at this point, Lerotz is right in front of Brunier, and he's got both hands on his shoulders. And I, I'm not actually thinking that Brunier is bad posture. He's just, like, staring at him, and he's, like, trying to psych him up, even though I'm pretty sure Brunier's already psyched. Lerotz is just kind of, like, lost in his own bit. So he's like, let me see your fucking face. You are a very peculiar kin, and I'd advise you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Val stifles a laugh. I can respect a man who wants a little silence. Now I must tell you, with me on board, you won't find any. <laughs> Jeez. Kelnier's trying to wrangle the group again, says, Now, look, our sleep is going to be all messed up, and this town promised us food and provisions if we were able to help them, but I don't even know if we were able to help them based on what we just saw. If, if any of that was real or any that came before... All I'm saying is, we're out of food, in the middle of the woods, and I know it is a long trip to Udeelo. Uh, and now addressing what Kilnaeus is saying, Rolander speaks up. I was actually just going to suggest something what, along the lines of what I think you're implying, Kilnaeus. Um, I agree. We need provisions, we need supplies. It would not necessarily be in our worst interest to return to the city, at least for a day, maybe two, I don't know. Just to gather our things, set a plan, and head out. Well, I wouldn't return the way that you are now. They'll probably have you stay. I have a bit of a special circumstance when it comes to these kin. No, you, you have a good point. And perhaps we shouldn't return at all. I, I have an idea. It's risky. Very risky. But perhaps... How long have you known us, Kilnaeus? Everything we do is risky. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If it were just myself, I don't think I would be able to pull it off. But with Val here as well, there's a higher chance, and Rolandier, that was intent, I saw. Was it not? And Rolander just kind of shrugs his shoulders, and he's like, I think so. Although, given the state we were in, it could have been a dream. Who knows? I don't know if you, being from where you are originally, understand what intent truly is in its entirety. Beings of this world still do not understand it. But it is our desires, it is our wishes made manifest. And if we so desire, perhaps it is possible the three of us combined could transport our party to Udelo. And actually, she looks at Leirotz, you can use it too. And then her eyes just go wide and she shakes her head a little bit as she looks away. <laughs> of course I can. You don't think I can cast these fireballs just as well as you are? I've just been letting you have the fun of it. Yeah, what do you do? Just focus? I'm sure I can do that. Real quick, mechanically, I don't think I ever gave Leirotz an intent score, but yours is one. It's a d20 plus intelligence plus your intent score. Oh, sweet. So I get a whole plus two. Nice. Yeah, boy. And then, Laurel, I'm actually going to 
allow both you and Brett to increase yours by one. Three <gasps> plus eleven. I'm so excited. Well, I' not sure about this intent. I've seen some kin use it before, but there's something that I must do in the town before we leave. You do not have to accompany me back. Maybe you, the big one, you can help me. It is not only my duty, but my honor to assist you, sir. Come, let us walk back. I can use some time to stretch my legs. And on this way back, Brynir realizes that he was kind of short with Lerotz before. You know, I'm, I'm sorry for my shortness with you. I was reliving some painful memories. No problem, sir. As I always say, if a man can't speak his mind, what can he do? I know that all theirs just think I like the sound of my own voice. But in fact, I'm quite conscious that some people can't stand me. I'm just too old to care. So, if you ever feel the need, give me a hearty smackdown. You won't get any offense from me. Though I might not manage to shut up. As Brynir and Lerotz are leaving, Rolandir suggests to the group something. I think it would be best for us to follow them a bit, just so we are near to them when they leave, and then we can be out of here as soon as possible. We don't want to make them have the journey all the way back to us, and besides, we are quite a ways away from the city in Kinlands in the middle of the night. No telling what might happen. I agree. Just smart. Perhaps we could go by the outer fence. We could check and see if the cows are really there. Yes, that would be wise. Let us be off. Alright, so then, as Brynir and Lerotz reach the city. Brynir makes his way towards his quarters, and uh, he goes in for a few minutes, and then comes back out with a couple of new items, mainly some uh, javelins on now his back, and he is carrying a large sack with what sounds like metal inside. And then he makes his way to the keep, he notices Caltest and says, Where is Kotamre? Brynja, you're back already. Um, he left just yesterday. I'm sorry, he'll be gone for a week at most. Yes, unfortunate. Were you successful in your endeavor? Oh yes, most successful. Good, good. It was an interesting resolution, but I believe the problem is solved. Where are the other kin that were with you then? Have they moved on already? Are they continuing to stay the night? I had provisions made up for them. Well, in regards to that, something has come up. And per my agreement with the kin, I am taking my leave. And I am going with our kin friends. I am going to be of assistance to them. So if the provisions are already ready, I will take those with me and we will go. Caltes looks past you at Lerotz, who's waiting in the open doorway, and says, Yes, yes, they're just upstairs. You can gather them and, and go. But he he steps out from around the desk and just extends his hand. We will miss you. It's been good to know you. And then Bernier shakes his hand. So as you and Lerotz are able to gather these provisions, it's a short walk outside Dornbreich and then back to where the rest of your party has come to meet you. And as you turn the corner, you see Efron throwing stones at Rolandir, who is helplessly waving his hands in front of him, trying to reflect them with intent, 
but it's not going too well right now. <laughs> He's mercilessly laser beaming rocks at little Edgar's forehead. <laughs> Super precision. There's, a, there's just this red oh, no. mark on his forehead. Kelnius greets you as you approach and says, oh, I see you were able to secure some foodstuffs after all. That's good. We'll still need them. If everyone's ready, I don't see why we don't try this now. Where exactly are we trying to teleport to? Outside the city? Yes, yes. We all need to be able to see it quite clearly. Val, uh, you're probably most familiar with it. Is there somewhere outside Udielo, in the suburbs or neighborhoods or farmlands beyond that would be suitable? Or Vale, should we go to the city itself? Well, I know every brick and every bit of mortar in that city. I can tell you where we'll go. Have a delightful closet for us to show up in. It has been 800 years. I wonder if they sold the place. Ah, better not, better not. Uh, Val, yes, do you have any ideas? Hmm, how close is my house to the capital? I'll let you decide whether or not your family resided within the capital. I think they probably did. Yeah, there would have been a Alvaret Burrow, sort of on the hillside of the city. Still within the proper walls, but separate. Cool. I will cast Minor Illusion to sort of create a little vision diorama of this place so that those of us who are using intent to get there can visualize it. I do think it would perhaps be wise to disguise ourselves before we go if we teleport into the city and uh, look the way that we do. It might be a bit odd. Well, this point, I think we're spending more time as kin than we are as ourselves, so be on with it. Well, I must say that isn't that the point. I mean, we are in the kinlands. Wouldn't make a lot of sense for all you barbarians to be wandering around here without any reason. And I must say, you're all much more attractive that way in general. Rolandia shoots Leverotes a quizzical look and then looks away. Upon seeing this look, Leverotes <laughs> says, Oh, oh, come now, Rolandia. You know, you make a most handsome. Was he a woman or a man? I was a man. I was a servant. Yeah, he was like a he was like a teen Elvaret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> you know, you make the most handsome Elvaret. Very fine cheeks. All Indeed. right. Well, shall we be on with it? I think I know where we're going. He says, looking at yes. the vision that Val has created. I'll cast seeming. Okay, everyone. Then Val cast seeming upon has their old disguises as they were when you first went into Dornbreich? Yes, old disguises, and I will also cast it on Kelnius and Larotes, so that in case I need to change their appearance, I can, but they currently look like themselves. Okay, perfect. You would know that Larotes should be fine, and Maz can have kind of free reign everywhere. Yeah, no, I'm not worried about them, but I don't want to come across a situation where, like, we need to look different like all of us, and they're the only two that I can't change their appearance. That would just be unfortunate. Yeah. Perfect. Then Kelnius looks at Ifran and Brynjir and Mick and says, You, you three, why don't you stand in the middle of us? And then she reaches out her hands, one for Rolandir and one for Val. Take hold. Val does so. Rolandir takes Kelnius' hand and then hesitantly sticks his hand out for Lerotes <laughs> to hold. <laughs> Lerotes grasps Rolandir's hand in, in, in a massive paw. <laughs> 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 hand on each end. 
so these massive paws, total sausage fingers, you know, they like they look like the fingers of like a boxer. They're humongous. And he grabs both hands and says, Hey, focus, you say, focus, focus indeed. And I should mention at this point, no one has said to focus. That is something completely made up by Lenotz. Feeling rather bubbly in his tummy about all this, Rolandir <laughs> looks at, so at Kilnaeus and says, Well, what exactly are we supposed to do? I mean, I understand the basic premise of intent, but that's it, the basics. Is there anything particular we need to do or say or I don't know? I don't know. Perhaps, Val, what, what word do you think we could say that would best exercise our desire to appear where we want to be. Um, I, I, I think if it would be best if we... Does does garden suit? As long as we're all visualizing the same garden, yes, should we? I'll cast a minor illusion again just to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> now, this may work, and it may rip some of us apart or cast us into different places of the world or other worlds so let's just concentrate and well it's nothing we haven't been through before so yes yes this is oddly familiar (laughs) maybe for you don't tell me next time (laughs) (laughs) all right Ammon, laurel brett calneas everyone roll your stuff Lerot's got a nine. Uh, don't roll the the D one hundred. Just roll your D twenties. Is that yeah. is that oh, nine okay. total or nine plus your stuff? That that is seven plus three because you gave me a plus one, which brings me up to ten actually. Verlandier got twenty six. Twenty one for Val. Okay. Kelnias is gonna roll. That's not great. <laughs> uh oh. Laurel. Please roll a D100. 62. And as you look at each other, exchanging glances, picturing this illusion in your minds, concentrating intently. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) And then all four of you mouthing and saying the word garden. There's a shimmer in the air and all eight of you disappear. In the Kin City of Udielo, the capital of the hierarchy. It's nighttime. There's a soft breeze, little chitter-chatter of nighttime birds, insects chirping, and then a crack and a thump as a body falls out of space and time right into the garden of his childhood home, rolling to a stop next to a large shrub. Val looks up at a familiar night sky, alone. Oh no! <laughs> you done did it. 